here is a prophetic word. Now, it is called, these are the days of great vindication. Beware, my children, in these coming days. Deception will increase. Lies will arise and try to steer you in wrong directions. Directions away from me, away from my word. Don't listen. Don't pay attention. But stand at attention. My children in the army of the Lord. The battle has been won. So don't lose heart now. Know your enemies have gone down a path of destruction. They have brought great destruction, but don't pay attention to that. No, that was all temporary. For my eagle to be set free. For my children to be shaken. To awaken the world to turn to me. And not to man. And their gods. And their systems. That's why a shaking has taken place. That's why it looks like evil is dominating, but it's not. My children were too comfortable. My children were too distracted, and some were so deceived, they couldn't see all the evil that was going on. They couldn't see what their enemies were doing. But now it's different. Now you know, because my words have gone forth and brought an awakening. And this awakening, the enemy did not want. This awakening will cause him and his army a great defeat. Similar to what Jesus did when dying on the cross. If the enemies had only known, they never would have crucified Jesus. If your enemies would have known by all the evil and persecution, it would have awakened my body that hell will not prevail against. And a church your enemy cannot control, and a church he cannot defeat. He's regretting some of this now, but once my glory hits this earth, great regret will come over your enemies. Yes, I said great regret for an awakening of the sleeping giant of my church. My children know now they have authority, and it's greater than his power. My children know your enemy is defeated. Rejoice, my children. Don't be in despair. That's for the ones against you. My glory shall fill this earth, and my hand is moving now to bring the greatest miracles the world has ever seen. You've all been handpicked, and all of you have a great part to play. So suit up, my children, with my armor, and march into battle, and receive your victory in my name saith the Lord, your Redeemer. Israel, O Israel, do not fear, fear, excuse me, what they have tried to do to your nation. No, they will, they will not tear you apart or take you down. The civil war will come to an abrupt end for the ones who have brought this mess, for they will be exposed and removed. You have been infiltrated, and I will show you the infiltrators. They will not have their way. Turn to me, my Israel, and know I am still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am still your deliverer, and healing will come to your land, saith the Lord. 
O Israel, shout your enemies down. Shout them to nothing. Remember the walls of Jericho. Blow your shofars and remember, I am still on your side. Remember who delivered you from Pharaoh's hand. This is no different. So look to me, call upon me. I will answer thee and free your land, saith the Lord of hosts. In Georgia, oh yes, I see you, and every plan you have against my David will fall flat, just like what will happen in New York. In every case, every lie, every wicked scheme, I am in your way. You will not take my David for crimes you committed yourselves, but judgment will come for you for pursuing these lies. You had opportunities to stop and you refused. So now more exposures and truth will be told about every lie you have told and every lie you hid against my David and my nation. No matter the cases against my David or any of my children, I am the judge and I will settle the cases of all my children and they will all be vindicated, saith the Lord. These are the days of great vindication. The jackal is coming down and so is the cackling hyena. They will come down for hijacking my nation, saith the Lord. I am drawing them out and a healing will begin to move even greater to heal this land. The days of the are coming to a close. So rejoice now, praise now, shout now. The eagle is rising, saith the Lord, your redeemer. Now, when I was going over this prophetic word, before I did this video. Again, he's been having me do this more and more. Um, he had me, I'll get the right one here. Look up the word vindication. Again, when I'm studying, it's really good when you are studying scripture and you are, and when I'm studying these prophetic words and going over them and just praying over them, the Lord will have me look up something or will have me pray about certain things or he'll have me look up certain scriptures. And so he's been having me look up a lot of definitions lately and then having me not only just do it for myself, but then give them out to you. And so vindication, the action of clearing someone of blame or suspicion. And then also the other one is proof that someone or something is right, reasonable or justified. God is a God of justice. And so he is bringing justice. One of the words that he gave earlier this week was he said, justice is not dead. He said, America is not dead. And then he also go, he went further and he says, I am not dead. God is not dead. That means anything that God is, he still is. He's still on the throne. He's still the most high God. He's still the great I am. He's still Elohim. He's still our victory. He's still our provider. He's still our healer. He's still our advocate. He's still our standby. He's still our comforter. He's still our Prince of Peace. He is everything we need when we need it. 
But the church has been taught for so many years because our enemy has infiltrated the church that God doesn't do these things anymore. He's not a healer anymore. He doesn't perform miracles. He doesn't have prophets in the land. He doesn't do these things. Who said? That's not what his scriptures say. If we take God for what his word says, then we won't be deceived. We won't be led astray. We'll be steadfast and focused on what is God saying, not what is man. That's why all these times I really, truly want you to not only take my word for it, but get into the word of God and see the scriptures for yourself. Now, something else, while giving you that definition, I was looking up different scriptures about vindication because I knew there was some and I wanted to get the right ones. Now, look at this. I read this one a lot to you. Isaiah 54, 17. That's something that's true today, not only in the nations around the world and what is going on against us, but also in our own personal life and the battles that we are fighting. Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that is formed against you. No weapon. That is not, not nothing. No thing. Weapon is formed against you shall prosper. Now, I want to read out of the Amplified because I think this is a better definition than the one they just, or better uh, scripture reference than the one they gave me. But this one says, and you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me. He, just, he does talk about vindication right there. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper and you shall confute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me. Where does vindication from? Come from God. And if I pronounce that word wrong, it's C-O-N-F-U-T-E. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that word before, but um, I'm just being real, being honest with you. All right. Now in the Amplify, which I did like this version. I don't even know what it doesn't say, which version that translation that is, but I do like it. But I also wanted to read the Amplified for you. Okay. So Isaiah 54, 17, this is the Amplified, but no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. That's vindication. This is peace righteousness and security and triumph over opposition. God triumphs us over every opposition. Then it says it is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification. He's a God of vindication and justification. God is a God who vindicates. He also says, remember in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 30, I've been giving it out a lot lately. I'll say that slower because I know I talk fast sometimes. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 30. He says, vengeance is mine. We don't get revenge. We don't fight and, and wrestle against flesh and blood. Remember, we're not fighting against people, even though it, is, it appears to be that way. We fight a spiritual battle. This is good versus evil. We fight with spiritual things, not with natural things. Don't pick up a, you know, a normal weapon. No, our weapon is the word of God. That's how we fight. And we'll always win when we leave it at that. Because then when we're fighting with a spiritual means, with the word of God, then God is the one who's in control, not us. 
if we're fighting our enemy, so say for instance, we're fighting our enemy with natural means, we will lose. We don't fight these spiritual battles with natural things. We fight spiritual battles with spiritual things. That's why we have the armor of God. We can't see. We have the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Remember, you have the army, the armor you can't see, but it's there when you put it on and you should put it on every day. All right. Now I'm going to read that again. The last part of that. This is the righteousness of the vindication, which is they obtained from me. This is which I impart to them as our justification. God vindicates all those who've been persecuted for and being in the wrong. Now, there's another one. Psalm 135 and verse 14. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. So 135, Psalm 135 and verse 14. And it says, For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion upon her servants. So let me look up the Amplified and read that. Okay. So then it says, for the Lord will judge and vindicate his people and he will delay and he will delay his judgment and manifest manifestation of his righteousness and mercy and take upon his favor and those who meet him in terms of separ separation unto him. And it also cross references Hebrews 10 and 30. So again, vindication is his and remember when it says the righteous cry out the lord will deliver luke 10 and 18 sorry luke 18 let's see here one minute he's luke 18 8 and verse 7 i'll read verse 7 first luke 18 and verse 7, and will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cry to him day and night? He will defer. Will he defer and delay help on their behalf? Now, will he delay? Listen, I will tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. The ones who cry out to him, the ones who have faith in him, the ones who will not draw back, the ones who will not give up, the ones who are persistent and they're consistent. God will not. It only happens with delays, like you saw with the children of Israel when he's got his people murmuring against him and complaining and, and speaking everything wrong and believing more of a lie of the enemy than believing what was the truth. What was that? When Joshua and Caleb came out of the um, promised land, they said, we are more than able. The other uh, spies that came out of the land said, we're just grasshoppers in their sight. It was an illusion. It appeared to be one way when it was actually another. If those people, the giants in that land, the promised land, the land of Canaan, if they would have seen the children of Israel come walking in, they would have fled because they heard what their God did in the land of Egypt. It got to them. They would have walked out. The children of Israel could have walked right into the promised land and not even had a fight. Because remember, the Lord fought for them. They didn't have to fight Pharaoh. God did it. They could have had the same way with those giants, but they didn't listen. So that's why it's important for us to listen to what the word that God is saying. He is our defender. He's our protector. He is everything that we need him to be. And so we need to focus on that part of it 
not on everything that's going wrong. It's easy to focus on everything that's going wrong because that's what our enemy wants to do. He wants us to shout and just think of all the impossible looking situations. So you quit. Don't quit. He has to quit. So God will protect and avenge them speedily. I know it looks like in the last couple of years, Julie hasn't been fast, <laughs> but for all eternity, yeah, it will be. Once we, once we have the victory and you see it, you'll know that everything was worth it. I know it doesn't appear like that right now. It did to the children of Israel the same way. They were, their lives were getting worse instead of getting better. But then God, and we're still talking about what God did back then because of how awesome he is, how powerful he is. He still is that same God. He says it in his word. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to keep saying that almost every day. Why? Because it's true. And people need to get that on the inside of them, that he is the same one. He's the same one who loves, who has great mercy and grace. He is our avenger. He avenges. He says, vengeance is mine. I'm going to read another one. Isaiah 35 and verse four. Say to those who have anxious heart, be, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Another one is uh, Psalm 58, 11. Mankind will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. When we've looked to man to do the right thing and they haven't, we get upset and we get in despair because we think that they should have done something. But remember, God always has a plan. His plans will always work. They will always succeed. They'll always be greater than our enemy. God always, always outsmarts our enemy. Even just when it looks like the enemy's got you right where he wants you or right where he wants these nations, God always shows up. He doesn't disappoint and he doesn't fail. All right, now I'm going to go back over this prophetic word. I'm going to move this up out of the way here. Okay. I'm drawing them all out. And healing will begin to move even greater to heal this land. The days of the burden are coming to a close. So rejoice now. Praise now. Shout. The eagle is rising. Say the Lord. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to call those things as not as though they were. That's in Romans chapter four and verse 17. We need to not look at the things which we see. Remember, because the things which we see are temporary. They're fleeting or they're subject to change. They have an expiration date. That's second Corinthians in chapter four, verse 16 through 18. The things which we don't see are eternal or they last forever. That's the spiritual part of what God's been talking about. And so if you think about this for a minute, He's drawing all of our enemies out. He's let them think that they have gotten away with everything they wanted. And their plans were just going as planned. Or there's a little bit of hiccups and bumps in the road, but they still are getting everything they want. Right? But are they really? God knows the end. We may not know exactly how he's going to get there and going to get us there, but we should be rejoicing 
that God has a plan and that God is in control. When we stead, uh, steadfast and focus on that, then everything around the world that is shaking right now or look doesn't look at, you know uh, normal and that's putting people out of their comfort zones. You just know. But God, he's got this. God's got it. There was a song back in the day. I loved it. God's got it. From the Rama singers and band. I love that song. God's got it. I can just hear it playing right now. I just, it's such an upbeat, fun song. Because he does have it. That's why we're supposed to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. We can't do anything with our own ability. Except for we stand and we pray. And we believe God. That's what we need to do. And say what he wants us to say. And do what he wants us to do. He's not going to give us an impossible task. He's not going to put us in a situation we can never win. He's not doing that. He'll never put you in a situation you can't get out of. He is your out. Because he is your waymaker. Now this is in bold. The jackal is coming down. And so is the cackling hyena. They will all come down for hijacking my nation, saith the Lord. Now, I know a lot of people will be, why would God say these names? A jackal and a hyena. Who's that? We know who they are. The why does he say these things? If you look in the Bible, he also called, he called like a woman a dog once. There's a reason for the words. They're not how we think of them. He thinks them totally different. That's why we're supposed to, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. That's Isaiah 55. If you think about it, our ways aren't his ways. He doesn't think like us. There's a reason he says these things, even though we may not understand them exactly, but the reason why he says them. Yeah, they're kind of funny. <laughs> they are funny, but they're, they mean something. And so he says, a jackal is coming down. And so is the cackling hyena. They will all come down for hijacking my nation. They hijacked it. They stole something that wasn't theirs. If you don't win something, it's not officially yours. I don't care how much you cheat it, how much you steal it. It's still not yours. And when a thief has been caught, he's got to give it back seven times. That is in Proverbs 6, 30, 31. There's been plenty of people that have caught these people from what they've done. Now, it was, you know, poo-pooed away, as you would say, you know, in our slang talk, by a lot of the courts and a lot of systems. Doesn't mean it's not true. But remember, God has the highest court in the, in the universe. He's a judge. Even though these things have failed us down here, God doesn't. And so we have to always stay focused on God is the one taking care of it. And he says, vengeance is his. Don't get revenge. And don't have hatred. We have to let it go. We have a righteous indignation. That's a righteous anger. We have a right to that as long as it's not hatred. Remember, Jesus, Jesus loves the sinner. He hates the sin. He hates the sin, but loves the sinner. That's two different things. All right, now, these are the days of great vindication. And I care this in my spirit, Julie, why are you saying that? 
Do you remember when Jesus was on the cross and they did heinous, horrific things to him to humiliate him, to make him suffer in the worst way anybody has ever suffered? This is what we have to remind ourselves. And I've had to say this to myself, and I've had to remind my children when they had people coming against them in certain ways when they were young. I said, remember when Jesus was on the, on the cross? Because we've watched the Passion of the Christ, and we watched certain things like that. They knew Christ's suffering, and I wanted them to know. I said, remember when Jesus said, when he was at suffering so horribly, he looked down at them, and he looked up his father. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. The enemy deceives people in believing that they're right. So much they can't see that they're wrong. God knows it's happening today. He knows we're not dealing with people. It's what's behind them that has deceived them into believing they should act this way because it's the right thing to do. And it's not. So when we think about it that way, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's such a powerful statement for our own life, for what we're dealing with. Vengeance is God's. It's not ours. He says, these are the days of great vindication. Now, no matter what the case is against my David or any of my children, there is tons of cases against people that should have never been cases. I mean, what these people are doing with the two-tier justice system is absolutely ridiculous. All these people who are committing crimes are being let out. We can, you can even see that with what's going on in New York City. There's heinous things going on in that city. But you have a prosecutor that campaigned against, I'm going to out to get Trump. For what? I'm going to find something. That's not how the law is. You're innocent until proven guilty. You don't just go and hunt somebody down just because you feel like it because you don't like them. There's more going on to that. That's been going on against any of the deep state and all of the swampy people. Any person that is against them, they just want to find anything they can. They throw any ridiculous excuse to get them to be embarrassed, to get them to be thrown in jail. Look what happened with the January 6th people. Thank God some of them are let out. And we're going to keep praying till they're all let out. But of course, distract, distract, distract. So, of course, whenever he was looking at what was going on with uh, President Trump, nobody was looking to the fact that these people were released from prison. They didn't want you to know that. Because you know what? If you found out that they were released from prison, you'd ask the question, why? Because tapes, God said the tapes were going to be revealed. And they have been. And there are still going to be more to come. No matter the cases against my David or any of uh, any of my children, I am the judge. I will settle the cases of all my children. He didn't say some. He didn't say just one. He didn't say just President Trump. He said, I'm going to settle the cases of all my children. And they will all be vindicated. What did we read? We just read about vindication. The action of clearing someone of the blame of suspicion. Proof that someone or something is right, reasonable, or justified. God's the God of justice. He's the God of justice. Now, right above that paragraph is in Georgia. Oh, yes, I see you and every plan you have against my David and it will fall flat. 
The one that happened in New York City is basically a nothing burger. It's nothing. It's a stretch of the imagination. It won't go that far. God said it was not going to go the way they wanted to go. He said, no, no, because it's not a real one. <laughs> That's why he said there's no one. There wasn't a real. I don't care what they said. Just like the real, like there's like the impeachment. Those weren't real because there was no crime. <laughs> they were a joke. It was falsified. It was stretched to the imagination of the law. It was ridiculous. That's why it didn't go anywhere. It didn't, it didn't do anything. They, just, they tried to humiliate him. They tried to, you know, they tried to get him totally out and it wasn't, didn't happen because God said it wasn't gonna. Okay. So it says just like what will happen in New York, what's going to happen in New York, that case is going to fall flat in every case and every, every lie, every wicked scheme. I am in your way. God is saying that he's in the way of all of these things. That's why none of these things are going to go the way they, the enemy wants them to go because God is in the way. You will not take my David for crimes you committed. Remember our enemies do that. They commit the crimes and then they, they uh, say that the other person did it. But Julie, he made a phone call. No, they, they, mm -mm. They can twist anything they want to twist. They can do anything they want to do to make it look like it's wrong. And we all know that. Uh, so for my David, for crimes you committed yourself, but judgment will come for you for pursuing these lies. You had opportunities to stop and you refused. So now exposures and truth will be told and every lie you have told and every lie you hid against my David and my nation. This was not just things that he, they did against Trump in Georgia. Oh, no. There are multiple things that they have stolen. They stole them in 2020 and they also stole them in 2022. And remember, they've been caught with their hands in the cookie jar. It may not look like it right now, but you don't always play your cards right away. You hold them till the right time. Okay. Now for Israel. He says, Israel, oh Israel, do not fear what they have tried to do to your nation. No, they will not tear you apart or take you down. Your civil war will come to an abrupt end. For the ones who have brought this mess, they will be exposed and removed. You have been infiltrated and I will show the infiltrators. They will not have their way. Turn to me, my Israel, and know. I am still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am still your deliverer and healing will come to your land, saith. The Lord healing is coming to Israel. Oh, Israel shout your enemies down, shout them to nothing. Remember the walls of Jericho, blow your shofars. And remember, I'm still your on your side. Remember who delivered you from Pharaoh's hand. There is no different. This is no different. God is delivering them. They're trying to take out Israel and the United States at the same time. It's not going to work. God is bringing up these nations stronger. You may not see it right now, but he will. So look to me, call upon me, and I will answer thee and free you, free your land, saith the Lord. Remember, it was impossible to bring Benjamin and Netanyahu back. They stole that election, got him out. Then all of a sudden, when God said he's bringing them back, he got back last year. Even though it was impossible. Don't count God out. God's never out. 
Um, and you keep praying for the peace of Jerusalem. That's part of our uh, job. What we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pray for Jerusalem. You pray for Jerusalem and the peace of that, that nation. Cause that's God's nation. It's the United States, but it's also Israel. Those are his people. And that is his nation. We are his children. And this is his nation also right now. My children know your enemy is defeated. Remember Colossians two, he's, he's disarmed. Hebrew, uh, Hebrews 2 and 14, he's brought to nothing. Jesus redeemed us from the curse, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Write these scriptures down. My children, know your enemy is defeated. Rejoice, my children. Don't be in despair. That's for the ones against you. My glory shall fill this earth and my hand is moving now to bring the greatest miracles the world has ever seen. You have all been handpicked and all of you have great part to play. So suit up, my children, with my armor. And march into battle and receive your victory in my name, saith the Lord, your Redeemer. We have the armor of the Lord. We have his armor. We're in a battle. How to win a battle? Put it on. Put on the armor every day. Put on the armor and fight the good fight of faith. And know when you are fighting this battle, you come out the winner in the end, no matter how long it looks like it takes. Because God will make sure of it. Beware, my children, in these coming days, deception will increase. Lies will arise and try to steer you in wrong directions. Directions away from me, away from my word. Don't listen. Don't pay attention. But stand at attention. He said, don't pay attention, but stand at attention. So if you're in the military, you stand at attention. Or you're standing at attention where you're just standing there with your, ha your hands down your sides. You're standing at attention. You're waiting for that command from the person who is ahead of you, whether it be general or whoever. And you're standing there and you're waiting for them to give you an order. God is saying, stand at attention. We need to wait for that order. What has he been giving us? He's been giving us marching orders. We need to listen to what God is saying. Now, now, if I got that wrong with standing at attention, please forgive me. So I don't exactly know what everybody does in every situation in the military when they get their orders. So if I got that wrong, I apologize. You guys know I love the military men and women. Okay, now, and I meant no disrespect if I got it wrong. Okay, um, don't listen, but pay attention and stand at attention. My children in the army of the Lord, the battle has been won. So don't lose heart now. No, your enemy has gone down a path of destruction and they have brought great destruction, but don't pay attention to that. No matter that was all temporary for my eagle to be set free for my children to be shaken, to awaken the world, to turn to me and not to man and their governments and their systems. So what he's saying in this is that people have become too complacent or too uh, compliant to what the governments were saying that was their freedoms and what wasn't their freedoms. So instead of listening to God and listening what his, what he wanted for you, people were just paying attention to governments and man. And that's why there had to be this shaking, even though it's uncomfortable and we didn't want it, but it's got to get us out of our comfort zones to stand at attention, to have our, you know, to be in that, that fight and no, this is real. This is serious stuff. But God says we always win. That's why a shaking had to take place for what? That's why it looks like evil is dominating, but it's not 
My children were too comfortable. My children were too distracted. And some were so deceived they couldn't see all the evil that was going on. They couldn't see what their enemies were doing. But now it's different. Now you know, because my words have gone forth and brought an awakening. And this awakening, the enemies did not want. Now listen to this very clearly. Why did the enemies want this? I keep hitting my microphone. I apologize if that makes a sound. This awakening will cause him and his army a great defeat. Why? Similar to what happened with Jesus did when dying on the cross. If the enemy had only known, he never would have crucified Jesus. If your enemies would have known by all the evil and persecution, it would awaken my body that hell will not prevail against. That's the scriptural. And against a church, your enemy cannot control. And a church, he can't defeat. He is regretting some of this now. But once my glory hits this earth, great regret great regret will come over your enemies. Yes, I said great regret for an awakening of the sleeping giant from my church. My children now know they have authority and it's greater than his power. When people get fed up enough, they change the course. They do something different. And that's what's going on in the body of Christ right now. They are fed up. They're doing something about it. They're standing at attention. They are fighting back. They're starting to declare, starting to decree. They're starting to open up their Bible and they haven't opened it up. They're starting to go back to church. They haven't gone back to church in a while. They start to praise and worship God like they haven't in a long time. Why? Because their dark times will awaken this body of Christ, a sleeping giant, God said, a giant that hell will not prevail against. Why? Because then we'll, we, we will be in one accord with Jesus Christ because he is the head and we are the body and we'll be one with him. And that's a church that Satan does not want to be awakened. And it's too late. We already are. And we're just going to keep seeing more revival and more glory because that's what God said. And this is what he was trying to prevent. This is why the darkness has been so hard and so long. This is separating the wheat from the chaff. This is kind of like Gideon's army. Remember, there was how many thousands and thousands and he ended up at 300. That's why it's so important to stand at attention and know you focus on God and not the problem. You magnify the problem solver not magnifying the problem. Well, hopes to encourage you today. I want to pray over each and every one of you. I thank you, Father God, right now that the body of Christ is awakened. I thank you, Father God, that we are being unified with Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, for putting us all for here for such a time as this, for your glory. We're calling down your glory, Father God, the greater measure. We thank you for showing us your glory. We thank you that you have, are bringing us up right now, that we are the church that hell will not prevail against. And and I thank you, Father God, that we have you on the inside of us and that we are more God inside minded, that we know that it's not our power, it's not our might, but it's yours. It's your strength. It's your ability. It's your wisdom. It's your knowledge. It's your understanding. And I thank you, Father God, from setting them free from anything that has been holding them back and keeping them down. I thank you, Father God, for you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and J Jacob. You are the God. You don't change. I thank you for delivering them setting them free. I thank you for giving them joy, giving them peace in everything they need in every situation that they are facing today. And we thank you that our enemies lose because they're on the side with the loser. And Jesus has already defeated them. And we thank you for the blood covenant. We thank you for the blood sacrifice. We thank you, Father God, for giving us a name above every name. And we're thanking you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, hopes to encourage you today. Please like, subscribe, and share. And give this to everyone you know.
Who needs to hear an encouraging word? Who needs to hear the truth? Because the truth will set you free. God loves you. I love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day.